Welcome to The Exchange, the official podcast of the Fred C. Manning School of Business at Acadia University, Wolfville, Nova Scotia. Acadia University is a member of the Maple League of Universities, an association of premier, primarily undergraduate universities that consistently rank highest for educational quality in Canada. The School of Business at Acadia University is named after Fred C. Manning, the first person in Canada to receive the honor of having a business school named after him. To learn more about Acadia University and the business school, please visit acadiau.ca and business.acadiau.ca. And now, on to the podcast. Hello everyone, my name is DJ Daw and today I will be your host of the Axe Change Podcast, the official podcast of the FC Manning School of Business Administration at Acadia University in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. Today we have as our guest Sarah Baxter, current president of Enactus Acadia and Acadia business student majoring in accounting. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thanks DJ, I'm really excited to be here today. We're excited to have you. Today, we will be discussing Sarah's experience at Acadia, social entrepreneurship, and Enactus Acadia. So let's jump into this. So first, I want to know a little bit more about you. So let's talk about why Acadia? How did you end up here? You know, what's your background before Acadia? I guess I kind of took your not-so-typical path to get to Acadia. Um, When I was in high school, I knew I wanted to go to university, and I really wanted to play varsity rugby. So being from Moncton, New Brunswick, I wanted to stay in the Maritimes, and that kind of gave me only a few months. And I came to tour some of these schools, and the minute I stepped foot on campus at Acadia, it just felt like home. It was perfect. So I didn't even apply anywhere else. I only looked at Acadia. I knew the small class sizes, the business program, in combination with the rugby team here, were perfect for me. And I'm really happy to have ended up here. Isn't that just the story? Everyone just like steps on and is just absolutely like in a dream and love. It really is. Yeah. You hear people talk all the time about the community here in Wolfville and the sense of family on campus. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really feels that way. Like mm-hmm. that's what Acadia is, or at least that's what it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone just, you step on and it's just you're sold. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's just a feeling like nothing else. It really is here in Wolfville. No, I can totally relate. So let's get into Enactus. Do you want to first explain just what it is in general, like the organization? Yeah, Um, absolutely. So Enactus is actually a global organization, which most people don't really realize. But it's not just here at Acadia, and it's not just in Canada, but there are teams around the world And what we're working to do with Enactus is we're trying to use social entrepreneurship to solve community problems. So there's no limit on what those community problems can be. There's no limit on what type of social enterprise you may build. There really is very few constraints surrounding that, but it's all about trying to better your community and doing that through business and entrepreneurship and all about making the world a better place, which is, in my opinion, a fantastic mission for an organization. Awesome. So... How did you get involved and what is your role? Do you want to talk a little bit more about what you do specifically here at Acadia with Enactus? Absolutely. So I got involved with Enactus last fall and it was actually kind of a funny story to how that happened. I took a co-op position with the Acadia Entrepreneurship Center here in Patterson Hall 
And through my position with them, they wanted me working with the Enactus team to help with program development and working on a few of their projects. And so little by little, through my job, actually, I got involved with Enactus and got deeper and deeper into the organization and just took on more responsibility. And I loved what the club and what the organization were all about. And to me, Enactus really encompassed everything that I'm passionate about. It was all about building great businesses through entrepreneurship, but also about ensuring that those businesses were socially, environmentally responsible, just ensuring that everything you were doing was for the betterment of your community. And to me, that was, and I'm really loving it. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to work with my fantastic executive team and also with our project managers and our general members to build some projects this year that I think are truly going to make a difference that I think really are important and are actually solving problems mm-hmm. here in our community, which is awesome. So what are you really excited about? Can we talk about a few of those projects? Absolutely. So continuing from last year, we have Project Regenerate, which was our most successful project Mm -hmm. this past year. And what Regenerate is, is it's all about using crayons to teach youth about entrepreneurship. So Mm -hmm. what it is, is crayons are made of a non-biodegradable paraffin wax. Sure. Which means that they'll never break down in a landfill. So there's this type of plastic that is constantly being used. Kids are always coloring. Crayons are great for kids. But then those broken crayons that were only used once get thrown out, end up in a landfill, and will never break down, which is horrible for the planet, especially in the situation we're in right now with just the global environment and everything, all the problems we're facing with climate change, etc. But what we noticed is that many restaurants give out crayons to kids when they come into the restaurant to color with. Those crayons are only used once and then thrown out, so it's extremely wasteful on a very large scale. So what we did is we partnered with Boston Pizza and New Minus and we collect their crayons that were only used once. So they could be broken, they might look brand new, but just because the plastic was open, they can't be used again. And we take those and with a group of students, young students, typically between the ages of seven and 12, we work to recycle these crayons, melt them down, and honestly, we just create new crayons out of them in larger shapes so they're accessible to people with fine motor skill difficulties. And we work with these kids to teach them the process of a business. So we teach them about product design, about prototyping, everything there that is involved with starting up the business, as well as sales and marketing and even accounting so they can learn to keep their own finance records. And then at the end, we took them to the Christmas craft fair and gave them the opportunity to actually sell their products. So we took these kids through the entire process of running a business. We taught them all about entrepreneurship. And then this year, we're running the project again, and the goal is to not only recycle these crayons and use that as a business, option business idea but to also give the kids opportunities to start their own businesses in other areas so we're really excited to get involved with 3d printing and have a little more tech incorporated into the project to try to give them more opportunities and more experiences and different things to get their hands involved with and then from there we're hoping to develop a train the trainer program so we can actually franchise this project to other locations crayons are not something that are just in Wolfville. They are global, especially across Canada, at the same restaurant chains where we're currently partnering with. So we're hoping to be able to use our Train the Trainer program and give it to other university campuses across the country and have them run a Regenerate program similar Mm -hmm. to ours. So that's a big project for us that we're really excited to continue running and excited Mm -hmm. to see where it grows into this year. So just to go back to the crayon, so when you say accessible shapes, do you mean, like, what do you mean by that? So we got molds from Michaels and a couple other craft stores mm-hmm. and they're all different shapes so mm-hmm. we have big stars we have around Christmas we did snowflakes mm-hmm. um I think we did pumpkins around Halloween like all kinds of various shapes basically they're so just much fun so much fun and the kids absolutely love it and we mm-hmm. let them pick their own colors add some glitter in all kinds mm-hmm. of things but the biggest thing with them is people who have 
different developmental disabilities can't grasp a small skinny crayon mm-hmm. just because they don't have the control over their own movements to be able to do that. And they break like so they easily. They break so easily. Yeah. But with these ones, since they're such large shapes, mm-hmm. anyone can hold them. Yeah. So we actually donate quite a few of the crayons to the SMILE program here mm-hmm. at Acadia. And then they're able to use them with their program mm-hmm. participants to give them the opportunity to color, which I think mm-hmm. I is love just that, that extra step to the program. Yeah. I love that. That is like truly seeking out like a niche need and just that's really the core social entrepreneurship right there. Absolutely. And I really do have to give credit to Samantha Stegan, mm-hmm. who was our team member who thought of Project Regenerate. She mm-hmm. designed it. She developed it. She got it up and off the ground. And then I was just lucky enough to be able to help her along the way and work with her to make it possible. So huge kudos to mm-hmm. Sam. She was fantastic and huge asset to the program. Do you see Project Regenerate going anywhere else as far as like a different material? Like because that sort of structure can be applied, I think could really go for like other like different materials, like not just crayons, but like I'm sure there's other um, things that are going to waste out there that could fill like a really specific need that isn't like necessarily totally visible to just like anyone yeah absolutely so last year we worked to try to develop our own packaging mm-hmm. by recycling i think we did cereal boxes honestly to yeah. try to oh, make that. our own crayon boxes out yeah. of them and it worked but this year we want to take our recycling the next step farther mm-hmm. so we're working with the school of business to source a piece of equipment that will help us recycle plastic mm-hmm. into 3d printing filament so we can actually use recycled plastic in the 3d pr- in the 3d printers to have the ability to print anything. So we're very excited and that's hopefully going to be a component of the project in the winter semester once mm-hmm. we have the technology in place and we're more familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to give the kids who are involved with Regenerate mm-hmm. the opportunity to learn about 3D printing and to get involved with this next step of recycling. And as a student helping run the project, I'm also incredibly excited just to see where it goes and what we come up with and what we can print. Mm-hmm. and. Emily, our new project manager of Regenerate, has been huge in making this possible. She's been the one developing the curriculum for this year and working to recruit participants and volunteers and everything. So she's also been huge in making this possible. She really is. So we're really excited to have her on the team. Yeah, that is is super exciting. So I actually want to come back to introducing technologies like 3D printing and the idea of, I'm sure you're familiar with, makerspaces. Absolutely. So let's come back to that. But first, let's go through the rest of the projects that Enactus Acadia oversees. So I think the next one you talked about was Project Less. Yes. So Project Less is a project that was in the needs assessment phase last year. So it hadn't quite reached the implementation phase, but we were just working on truly understanding what the need in our community was. Mm -hmm. And basically what this project is all about is Project LESS stands for Living Ethically with Sustainable Sacks. So we partnered with Just Us Coffee Roasters here in Wolfville, Nova Scotia, and we realized that they import their coffee beans in these burlap bags. And once the coffee beans have been imported, the burlap bags are sitting unused. So there is a need for this material to be recycled. So we had team members come up with the idea of potentially recycling these burlap bags into reusable grocery bags. So the goal is to take these coffee bags, sew them, use them as the material to recycle them into grocery bags, simple enough. So we were in the phase of trying to figure out where we could sell our burlap bags, whether we sell them to Acadia University to use for campus tours or to use in some of their locations or whether we sell them to various retailers in Wolfville. We're still kind of determining that. And right now we're in the process of 
actually designing the bag itself and sourcing manufacturers who have the ability to sew these bags for us since we are currently lacking team members with that specific skill. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to find every little aspect we need to make this to launch this project and get it going. But I'm excited about it. It's another project that I think is really focused on that environmental aspect, mm-hmm. but also with the business spin on it, really what social entrepreneurship is all about. That is exciting. So is there any other projects that you have on the go right now or something that you worked in in past years? Absolutely. So we have, I guess in total this year, currently we're, we are working on five projects mm-hmm. um, within Actus Acadia. So that included Regenerate, Project Less. The next one is the Acadia Design Thinking Consultants. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we are training team members to understand the design thinking process and have the ability to then take that process and go consult small businesses and help them grow and expand their businesses. And we're hoping to primarily focus on consulting for people with various disabilities. So this could include someone with autism, someone with physical disabilities, various mental developmental disabilities. And we're really excited to be able to help them make their business ideas successful. Mm. And there really is a need for that in the local community and we're incredibly excited to see where that project goes this year. As well, we're working on developing a project also currently still just in the needs assessment phase, but we want to do something towards welcoming newcomers to Canada and making them more aware of the resources that are available to them. So there are grants available, there are programs that can help train them about Canadian culture and Canadian work environments, and all these different things that can make newcomers more comfortable in especially our entrepreneurial environment. So we want to help connect them with these other programs and be that kind of connector for them that brings all the programs together and makes it more accessible makes it easier for them to really integrate into Mm -hmm. our culture and be successful business-wise as well because many of them come over as entrepreneurs in their own countries and just have a difficult time adjusting to the cultural differences here so we're trying to help bridge that gap through this project and then finally we're going to be running a mental health project that we're again still in the needs assessment phase with but we're working on developing some kind of application for the cell phones that helps track your social media usage and correlates it to your mental health. So we'll be tracking whether that's through a daily poll of users of the application or however we decide to do it, we'll be tracking their mental health and trying to see if the two are connected and then working to expose these individuals to positive scenarios, positive events they can attend that will help improve their mental health, whether it's a free yoga class outside that's being offered on a Friday afternoon or potentially connecting them with mental health resources at Acadia and maybe even taking the app to the point where if we see a downward trend in someone's mental health, mm-hmm. we're able to get them help. So using an application on their cell phone, we can connect them with the resources and the networks they need. So again, this process, this application is still in the needs assessment phase. Mm-hmm. We're working with computer science students to try to develop what the application will be, how it will work, and we're discussing with various different community members trying to figure out what needs to be on it. We're trying to bring in all the right people to make sure we're doing this the right way. But I think that's something that is really needed in our society right now, and I'm really excited to be contributing to that. I think it's super exciting because I honestly think we're in in an epidemic when it comes to social media. I think that something like social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I think it all has its place in today's society, and there's definitely... There's reasons it was created, and there's definitely useful applications to it, but... I think it's almost like we've gone too far the other way. And especially for university students, yes, people who are university aged now, but even just like people who are currently in high school, people who are currently in junior high, who've like spent the their entirety of their adolescence with the presence of social media. I think that 
people or I guess children or adolescents in that age range have yet to acquire the ability to set up boundaries when it comes to social media in their life. I completely agree. So I love the idea of drawing that like direct correlation in between social media, mental health. Our generation right now and the generations coming behind us Mm -hmm. struggle to disconnect. Yeah. So I have so many friends, so many people I know Mm -hmm. who when it's when I say, oh, let's not use our cell phones for this event, let's go into a meeting, let's put our cell phones down, Mm -hmm. they struggle with that. And that, to me, is an incredibly scary thing. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm someone constantly checking my email. I'll check for text messages. I Mm want to stay connected. And I really need to work and focus on disconnecting and giving myself that opportunity to realize it's okay to not be Mm -hmm. easily accessible for a few hours a day. Mm -hmm. You need to give yourself that mental break. And you need to be able to experience boredom that's mm-hmm. something that our society really doesn't experience anymore and i listened to a really interesting ted talk a few weeks ago discussing how through boredom is when you come up with your best ideas so when you're mm-hmm. bored that's when your brain's really thinking and just wandering and that's when you think of those incredible new innovative ideas and if we're not experiencing boredom then how do we get there yeah how do we get those new innovative ideas if we're not letting our brains wander and i think to me, that's another huge component of this project, not only with the mental health aspect, but with the disconnecting to allow yourself to think on that next level and to not constantly rely on the instant gratification social and the media. The stimulation. We're Absolutely. all so dependent on that constant stream of like stimulation, whether it's coming from social media, television, um, text messaging. Like we are all so dependent on that, and that's why everyone's checking their phone constantly. It's, you know, we don't know how to cope with boredom. It's so true, yeah. and I think that's why I'm really excited to have an act as Katie getting mm-hmm. involved, kind of in that problem and working to solve it and mm-hmm. trying to contribute in some way to a solution. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different from the other projects where there is a little bit less that environmental side, but it's still very social entrepreneurship seeking out a need and using it is very different yeah. i would agree and we're currently trying to determine how what exactly our revenue stream will look like because the goal with all of our projects is to eventually get to the point where they're self-sufficient and where they can fund themselves mm-hmm. currently we do primarily rely on grants from Enactus canada and fundraising and various other funding streams like that but we would like to see some of our projects generating revenue and we do want to see these projects funding themselves so we're working with the idea of how will that work, whether it's in the form of ads, which I'm not a huge fan of, or whether it's some kind of subscription basis, or maybe we somehow connect with the university and see if the university will pay for a subscription basis for students. We don't know yet. That mm-hmm. really is up in the air. We need to do more research. We need to figure it out. But again, I'm just excited to work to try to create this resource for students. Yeah, that does sound really, really exciting. Okay, so I kind of want to switch gears here, and let's talk a little bit more about social planning social entrepreneurship in a broader context so i guess we've kind of danced around this question so far but how do you define social entrepreneurship i think social entrepreneurship can be defined so many different ways but i think really what it comes down to is just having a business that operates for the betterment of the community it's in so there's some aspect of your business that contributes to the community being better improving the the place you're in improving whether it's socially environmentally whatever way it may be you're trying to do something to actually contribute to your local environment your community and I think there's so many different things that can look like so there I don't think there's a specific mold this is what social entrepreneurship is and I think that's the same for all aspects of entrepreneurship entrepreneurship 
can be anything. Mm -hmm. Whether it's entrepreneurship where you start your own business or whether you take it to the side of intrapreneurship where you use an entrepreneurial skill set within an organization, which is a whole nother conversation. But I think... Next podcast. Yeah, there you go. We'll have to come back. <laughs> but it really does have those different aspects to it. And it, it, I think it's anything. It can be anything you want it to be. And the whole difference with social entrepreneurship is there's just some aspect where someone else is benefiting from your business idea. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it. It really can be anything. So why do you think the concept and the idea of social entrepreneurship has become so much more mainstream in the past decade? That's a really interesting question. I think people are starting to realize that there are problems that need to be solved. Yeah. And these aren't problems that can just be solved by the government. They're not something that we can leave up to someone else to do. We need to contribute ourselves to solving these problems in whatever way that may be. And I think there's a lot of people who have taken that challenge to help solve problems and are doing it through their businesses and that's kind of how social entrepreneurship has come to be in my experience Mm -hmm. and I think I think it's great I think it's fantastic to see so many people wanting to do something for the betterment of others they're not starting a business solely for the potential to generate their own profit in the future they're not just wanting to be millionaires but they're wanting to do something that someone else improves from their life is better because of this and I think that's great. And I think it has something to do with um, our generation, almost that we've demanded that of companies, because today it's so prevalent for um, consumers to value that idea of social and corporate responsibility. Um, and I think that has also played into the idea of social entrepreneurship coming up so relevant in the past decade, yeah, two decades absolutely. or so. I think we really do expect more from the businesses we purchase from and from the different corporations we support in whichever way we support them. And I think that's great. I I do think we need to be holding businesses to this next level. We can't accept mediocrity. We really need Mm. to push them to be better and to do more. Demanding that kind of social accountability. Exactly. No, I think that's awesome. So talking about Enactus specifically, which stands to empower youth and students in social entrepreneurship, why do you think that's important? Why is it empower- important to empower youth and students specifically? I think it's really important to get this mindset, to get them in this mindset early. Mm-hmm. So to teach youth early on that they can be powerful that they can make a difference and that they have the skill set to do whatever they want to do whether this is starting their own business or whether it's taking the skills and applying it to a different career path whatever it is they want to pursue I think having an entrepreneurial skill set and that includes different things like high management organization creative thinking basically everything every word you could associate with an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. And if you have those skills, if you have that mindset and you apply it to all aspects of your life, you'll see a huge difference. And it's incredible. So I think it's very important. Teach these youth early on that they can make a difference and that they will make a difference. And then you'll see they're more confident going through their lives. They are more driven. They want to make a difference. And I think if we can get to them early on, we'll just notice that by the time they're 20, 30, they're leaps and bounds ahead of where we are right now like it's going to be incredible so I'm really excited to try to have that little bit of an impact on them Mm -hmm. and just to see what the results are and I love that idea of just bringing that entrepreneurial I have such a struggle with that word (laughs) (laughs) entrepreneurial um, mindset to 
um, other disciplines because I think it has such a strong connotation with um, with business and business business specifically. But those kind of skill sets they can go, they can apply to any discipline. You know, sciences, Absolutely. arts, um, really whatever you want to carry forward in your life. You know, that can help you. And I guess that kind of leads me to my next question is. Who's right for an actus? You know, who are the type of people you're looking for? And um, and I'm assuming that it's not just in the business Absolutely disciplines. Not. Absolutely. We are accepting and welcoming to anyone with any experience, any background, whether you're a student and you want to get involved as just a general member or you want to start a project or you want to take on an executive role, we would love to have you. No matter what your background is, we're currently trying to recruit more students from computer science to help with our project where we're trying to build an app because I definitely can't do that. Not me either. We want to bring in students from psychology who have a little more experience with research and mental health so they can make sure that we're designing this project correctly and that we're doing everything the right way to positively impact mental health. We want to bring in students from kinesiology who can again contribute to this mental health project from the aspect of designing projects and incorporating different activities into the application where users of the application get more physically active which then has positive impacts on their mental health again we want students from politics arts humanities absolutely anything you can think of there is a project and there is a role for you as long as you have a desire to have an impact and as long as you are a go-getter and you're willing to work for it and put in the time and the effort we are welcoming you with open arms we would love to have more members we would love to have people contributing to this little thing we're doing, these differences we're trying to make. And I think there's a place for anyone and everyone on our team. And if we don't have a project that is currently appealing to a student of a certain program, then we can start a new project. If you have a project idea that positively impacts the community and solves some kind of community problem, I love it. Come and talk to me and we'll see if we can get it started. And that's how all of our projects have been started. Some team members, some student has approached me and said, hey, I have this idea, I want to do this. And I'm like, awesome. Let's do some research. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out what the exact need is, how we can solve it, and let's make your project happen. And I love that idea of cross-disciplinary interaction and integration and coming together for that one project because I think that's something that, um, to take this into a bit of a broader context, that con- that education's almost lacking in a way. Where Absolutely. it's so, there's so much black and white and defined lines. And that's one thing I do really like about Enactus is it does a good job of creating that space to integrate the different arts, business, sciences, computer sciences, bringing it together. Because that's how the real world is, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And it, it, as you said, it's, that's what the real world, world is like. Mm-hmm. Once you go out and get a job, pursue a career, whatever you plan to do, you're not just going to be with people who studied the exact same thing you studied. They did not take every single course you took. So once you get into the real world, you need to be a broader thinker. You need to have a better understanding of various perspectives. Exactly. You need to be able to bring that all together so you have an understanding of what's going on regardless of what field you end up in. You may not be the expert and the professional, but maybe you have just that littlest bit of an understanding that can help you better grasp what your role will be in your future career. I definitely agree. So do you have any like favorite moments in an actress? What's our time? (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing that most people don't realize about an actress is that not only are we working on projects throughout the year, but then what we do is we take our projects and we present on them at regional and national competitions. 
So at regional competitions, we create presentations in their various streams. So one focused on financial literacy, one on youth empowerment. We have a project focusing on general entrepreneurship and one on eco living. So we take our projects, put them into presentations, have uh, members of the team present these projects, et cetera. And we're competing at the various universities in our region for those regional championship plaques and then to qualify to compete in those project streams at nationals. And regardless, when you compete at nationals, you do a 17-minute presentation on all your projects. So it sounds like a lot, but it is the most incredible experience and it is so much fun. I had the opportunity to attend nationals last year representing the Acadia team along with a couple of my other team members. So five of us were in Toronto for a week. We were able to attend networking seminars with business leaders from across Canada because that's who judges these competitions. So there's the opportunity to network with them. As well, Enactus Canada has a careers shortlist and you can do on-the-spot interviews at both regionals and nationals. So it can help you get that job for after graduation. And then we do our presentation in front of a room full of people who are just as passionate about social entrepreneurship as we are. And there's the panel of judges from big banks, big businesses, various corporations, different other social enterprises, all these things. They're trying to pull at all the aspects of your project and they're comparing you to the other schools who have also been working on projects with the year to try to compete and win that national championship. And it's actually incredibly exciting. The national champions for Canada this year was Enactus Lampton College and they just won Worlds yesterday. So they're also the world champions. They've been competing in California for the last week in San Jose and last night they were crowned the winners. So it's incredibly exciting being from a country that is so well known for an actress and does so well with social entrepreneurship. So I just want to say a big congratulations to them for that. Yeah, it's congratulations. So do you are you familiar with the projects that they were able to bring to nationals at all? So I have seen them present on it. And it's incredible. I, I'm sure I'm not speaking on this in the most accurate sense of what they've been doing. But basically, what they've done is they've been working with various farmers in Africa to help them redefine their farming process to ensure it's as efficient as possible. And they've gone from there to help them reinvest their product or their profits in their own local community to help build up the schools and build new infrastructure in their African communities and as well they've helped them one of the things they've been farming are peanuts and they taught them that if they sell they take the peanuts and turn it into peanut butter and sell the peanut butter their profit margins are much larger than if they're just selling the peanuts so they took this industry of farming and completely redefined it in this African community and they were able to help these consumers not only make their peanut butter and like develop the recipe for the peanut butter but they dealt with packaging labels taking it to market so it's for sale in various grocery stores in Africa and it's incredible what they've been able to accomplish so I know they've done so much more on top of that I know their farming their farming process that they've developed has then been implemented into the curriculum in impacting thousands of students at African schools it's incredible absolutely incredible and that's just one thing that Enactus an Actus College is possible of because an Actus is not just at university campuses, it's also at college campuses. And so it's incredible, I think, what they've accomplished this year. And I'm very excited to see that they are the national championships and are the national champions at the championships this year. And it's incredibly exciting. And it's just huge to see what's possible, what's out there for us. That That is just an amazing, amazing story. And it's so exciting to see that. that. So when did they start that? So, because it's just... It's really exciting for it me to think about where project. that can go. Absolutely. So I know their relationship with a specific community in Africa has been over a long period of time, like mm. multiple years. 
I don't know exactly how long it's been, but the way Enactus works is you're only allowed to present on what you've done in the previous year, what you've never presented on before. Okay. So everything that they spoke about and they presented on was new to this past year. Okay, gotcha. So the relationship has been existing. They have been doing various things, but the peanut butter, the new buildings, getting it into classroom curriculum, I believe that was all new this year, which is very exciting to hear. You're listening to The Axe Change, the official podcast of the Fred C. Manning School of Business Administration, Acadia University, Wolfville, Nova Scotia. Podcast host, DJ Daw, interviews BBA honor student, Sarah Baxter, president of Inactus at Acadia University. Inactus is an international nonprofit organization dedicated to inspiring students to improve the world through entrepreneurial action. So let's talk about how Enactus Acadia does at a competition like regionals or like nationals. Absolutely. So we had a really good year last year. We competed in all the project street all the project streams at regionals, and we were fortunate enough to receive second place in the youth empowerment division, which for us was huge. We were incredibly excited. This year we're gunning for that first place title. We're working really hard to ensure that we are competitive because we know that we can get there, but we were very happy last year with the second place. And then at the national competition, out of the 67 teams from across the country that competed, we qualified for the semifinals, which places us in the top 20 teams. So again, very happy with our performance, very happy with how everything went. It was incredibly exciting. So I'm completely and totally excited for this year. I know that our team is going to do great things. I know that not only will we be competitive at regionals and nationals, but we're going to have an impact on our community, which to me is even more important than how we do at competition. And that's a lot. Anyone who knows me knows I'm an incredibly competitive person. So (laughs) I want to win, but I also want us to have that impact and to make that lasting difference here in Wolfville. And I love that it's just so in the the spirit of Acadia, just small but mighty. Absolutely. Um, Because I know in numbers, Enactus Acadia definitely doesn't uh, totally compare to somewhere like St. Mary's or Munn or even definitely the bigger schools more out east, but sorry, out west, but. Uh, yeah, go us. No, we're small but mighty. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. Um, we're competing, even at regionals, we compete against teams like St. Mary's, which has, I believe, over 200 team members. And we're here at roughly 30 on our team at Acadia, which for us is a huge team. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also compete against, compete against Memorial, who, again, a huge team. Both of those teams have competed for the national championship in that final round. They're very strong competitors, very strong teams, having a huge impact in their community. So... It's exciting to get to go up against teams like that and to really challenge ourselves to see what we can do in comparison to what they're doing. And the presentations are a lot like performances, yeah? They really are. So if you attend one of these Enactus competitions, there really is, people will say, what they joke is that you put on your Enactus voice. So you go up on stage and your entire presentation is scripted and it's all about making it very dramatic and really emphasizing what you've done and 
it's Theatrics. so perfectly rehearsed and you most teams will do a video instead of a PowerPoint presentation so there's music playing in the background to build up the drama of the presentation it's it's like nothing you've ever experienced before but it is so exciting mm -hmm. both being up there as a presenter which I was lucky enough to get to experience last year both regionals and nationals and also being in the audience watching some of these teams present I mean if you make it to that national or world final round you're performing in front of hundreds if not thousands of people it's amazing yeah, I bet that's just so empowering too, just to see what all your peers are doing and accomplishing in this platform. Oh, it really is. And I think I think the competition aspect of Enactus is extremely beneficial to the organization, if only because it shows other groups what you can do and what is out there and what options exist for things you can do with Enactus. You can really see that the sky is the limit and you can do absolutely anything with social entrepreneurship. So let's go back to the idea of introducing technology into something like Project Regenerate. Um, why do you think that's important to integrate those kind of skills into the younger learners, entrepreneurs? One thing I think that most people are aware of now if you're university or older age and you're starting to get into that business environment is that technology is becoming increasingly important and having experience with different types of technology depending on your industry is again extremely important when you're trying to get those jobs and those careers. So if we can expose these individuals early on to new technology things they haven't experienced before, then that just puts them at one step farther ahead of people around them in understanding what's going on. And with 3D printing specifically, it really makes anything possible. 3D printers, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to work with them. I've only worked with them a few times myself, but it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they're it, it's like, incredible what yeah. you can make out of it. Things that I never thought I would ever be able to make, I can just hit print and it comes out. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see what these kids come up with, what, what they decide to do with this opportunity. And I mean, kids are a lot smarter than we think. That's um, the one thing I've really realized through this project is that we underestimate what they're capable of and what they already know and what they understand. Well, they don't second-guess themselves. Absolutely not. They just have total creative freedom. Like, no one has put any, like, boundaries or, like, blocks on them yet. No one's put boxes around their little heads. I think it's amazing. And just to see what they can come up with when you just put them in a space like that that just allows them that kind of creativity. I think it's inspiring. I was presenting in a classroom with Regenerate last year. We went to work with the Evangeline Middle School kids, and I asked them, oh, does anyone know what marketing is? We were doing a marketing workshop. Mm -hmm. One of the kids raised his hands, and he goes, isn't it the four Ps? And for anyone who has any marketing background out there, you probably know what the four Ps are, but personally, I didn't know what they were until my first marketing class at university, let alone this fifth grader who completely understood and knew absolutely everything about them. I was shocked, amazed. This kid was incredible. He's going to do great things in the future. So I think we underestimate what they're capable of. Yeah. And I love that Enactus empowers someone like that, like a kid like that. Yeah. That's so cool. So let's talk a little bit more about the idea of bringing in technology into today's workforce. So I read a statistics. It was something like over 50% of jobs currently involve technology. And that's um, estimated to go to like 72% in the next 10 years. Like, how important is that going to be for people moving forward? I think it's incredibly important. Even something as simple as understanding how to work a computer, mm -hmm. which to us now is well, something we've grown up with it. I, I we, we have grown up with it. I think it's so second nature for people in our generation. 
Um, I feel like it's almost intuitive, and even more so for, like, the kids coming up now. I mean, they've got, I mean, like, I know, like, my three-year-old cousin knows how to operate, like, an iPad. It's amazing. And so many of the schools now are incorporating technology into the curriculum in the sense that they have, I know my high school had a portable MacBook lab, so we were able to use MacBooks in our classroom in the learning environment. I believe one of the local schools here, every kid in the school gets a Chromebook, so he he or she is given a laptop to use for the school year. So they are ensuring that the technology is accessible to these kids. They're learning about coding in the classroom. I never did that. No. That's amazing. The I things wish I, they're going to I wish someone told me to do that. Yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible, and I think they're so fortunate to have these opportunities. And I think what we're going to see come out of them now because of what they're doing will just absolutely blow our minds. Like I don't think we can even comprehend what they're going to do. And I love that Enactus is kind of harnessing that creativity in that social entrepreneurship space, so that they know how to bring that creativity forward and. Um, really just benefit, you know, their communities and global communities, even in, like, that broader context, like, moving forward, bringing those environmental initiatives and things like that. And one thing we learned last year working with the Annapolis Valley Regional School Board is that while technology is being incorporated into the curriculum in schools, entrepreneurship is not. So these kids are learning about tech, they're learning about everything associated with 3D printing, coding, all kinds of stuff like that, but they're not being taught what entrepreneurship is. So most of them are going through the school process, and when you ask a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up, they'll say, I want to be a doctor, or I want to be a professional athlete, or maybe they'll say, now I want to be a coder, or video game developer, or something like that, because they're introduced to the technology, but very rarely do you hear someone say, at age seven, they want to start their own business. But realistically, so many people end up doing that once they're adults. So we're trying to get that idea into their heads early on that it's possible that they can do that and they can pursue it as a viable career path in the future. Mm-hmm. Like you have an idea and you can move forward with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I know too many people who've had business ideas and have not pursued them simply because it's too risky or it's not the right thing to do, mm-hmm. but it can be the right thing to do and we want these kids to think of it as that. Yeah, that's so empowering. And one thing I do really like about 3D printing is that traditionally entrepreneurs would have to go through that process of getting like a prototype made and like that costs I think like over like tens of thousands of dollars um and then going to the bank with their prototype and asking for like that $25,000 loan and it really puts um a threshold to entry on entrepreneurship but what I really really like about 3D printing is it lowers that threshold so if you're in a program like an Actus and you're getting kids involved at that earlier, earlier stage and they're thinking earlier on with technology like 3D printing, it enables them when they get, you know, maybe a little bit older, maybe even like as young as like 12 to go forth with like that prototype if they have an idea and it almost just, it really just lifts that threshold. Absolutely. We're working really hard to reduce the barriers to entry and we want to help these kids realize that they can start a business now if they wanted to. So like you said, before it cost obscene amounts of money to start a business, but we're trying to make this possible on $30, $50. We're trying to get as many in-kind donations as possible so we can give them opportunities to sell a product that they designed. So our goal this year is not to just have the kids selling our crayons through Regenerate, but also to have them designing something with a 3D printer that they have completely thought up on their own, that is their business. 
and then give them that opportunity to take it to market. And we'll work with them developing the marketing, we'll help them with their finances and everything like that. But we want to make it possible. So let's talk a little bit more about Enactus Acadia specifically. What, where do you see Enactus Acadia this year? Where do you want Enactus Acadia to go this year? One of my big goals this year is not only for us to do well at competition, to have successful projects that are successful not only in Wolfville, but regionally and potentially even nationally, but I also want our team to grow. I want to see students from other programs get involved with Enactus. I want to see first and second year students get involved, not only the third and fourth year students that we currently have on our team. I want just to see it become a bigger presence on campus and I want to be able to say I'm involved with Enactus to a professor of the science department and have them understand. Because right now, even all the professors in the business department aren't aware of it just because it's not something we talk about and it's not something that is represented on campus. So that's one of our big goals is to try to make the presence of Enactus at Acadia just bigger and more well-known and have people aware of what's going on because I think there's so many people out there who would be so interested in what we're doing up on the top floor of Patterson Hall and Launchbox, but they just don't know we exist. I mean, that's definitely how I felt. So for those listeners who don't know, I'm currently the VP comms at Enactus, and I didn't even know what it was until you introduced it to me. And we're so happy we have you now. (laughs) DJ's doing great things with our communication and our social media, so she's awesome. Oh, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Just like DJ, DJ said, she wasn't aware that it existed. No, and when I heard about it, out about it, I was like, why don't more people know about this? And I felt the same way. I didn't get involved with Enactus until my third year, and it's the kind of thing that had I known it was there and had I really known what it was back in my first year, I would have gotten involved so much earlier and potentially been able to have a bigger impact on the team or have been able to experience more through Enactus Acadia. And I'm fortunate to even have these two years here involved with this team, but... I do, I do think it's unfortunate I didn't know about it earlier. And I, that's what I want to make happen this year for other people. I want them to Just be aware of that actors. awareness. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's a really good goal. And so let's talk about maybe next year. Now, you won't be here, but where would you like to see Enactus Acadia go next year? So one of my big goals for this year is to have a very well-developed succession plan. Because I don't want to see the team fall apart or anything when I leave. That being said, we have amazing team members who will still be here and I know that they're going to carry on the legacy that is Enactus Acadia, but I would like to them I'd like to just see them take the same projects to that next level. I want them to expand what we've already done and bring in some new projects, bring in new people with innovative ideas. I just want to see it constantly grow. And regardless of what that ends up being the form of growth they end up taking, whether it's through team members or through successive projects, etc. I just want to see something happening with it. I just want to see them doing things, and I think that would make me happy. Yeah, because they, Enactus Acadia has so much resources, too. And if we could just get more people involved, if there could just be a more awareness on campus, I mean, Acadia students have, like, the best ideas. I think we're really lucky through Enactus at Acadia, we have access to grant programs through Enactus Canada. So we can receive funding to make some of our project ideas possible. So they give out grants typically around the value of $2,500, which then make it possible for us to do some kind of app development or to go through the prototyping phase of our own 
product that we want to develop, whatever it is that costs money, we can actually get the funding to make it possible, which you can't do with most student clubs. So I think we're really lucky to have Enactus Canada as a resource and to have that opportunity to get funding to make things possible. And I think that is, again, we need to um, put a huge thank you out there to all the sponsors of Enactus Canada. So I'm not going to start listing companies because I know I'll miss something, but all of these big corporations across Canada, various small businesses, different just all kinds of different businesses are funding Enactus Canada and making it possible for them to issue these grants to different teams. Yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit more about you. So what do you feel that you've like specifically taken away from Enactus as far as like personal fulfillment, professional skills, education? Let's like I want to know what you've taken away from Enactus. I think throughout Or will to continue to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's only October. Yeah, we do still have almost a full year left here. Yeah. Um, I think that over my time at Acadia, I was really lacking that environment where I felt like I was really making a difference. Mm -hmm. I've been very involved with different student societies and different clubs and organizations, and I've done a lot of volunteering, and I'm a varsity athlete, so I really have been able to experience a lot, but I was always feeling like something was missing, and I was really missing that component where I was able to say, I accomplished this, and I made this difference, and I think that's something that through Enactus, I've really been able to satisfy the desire to feel like I'm making a difference and to actually have an impact on the environment around me and just the community I'm in. So I think I'm incredibly fortunate to have been able to do that. And I really do think it's given me exposure to all kinds of different aspects of business in different communities. And I've been able to network and connect with really interesting people in the Valley, across Nova Scotia, and then even at the national level, participating at the national competition and attending the Enactus Canada Leadership Summit last year, I was able to meet so many people with so many great ideas, who have so many different experiences that, again, had I not been involved in Enactus, I never would have met. So I think Enactus really has been an incredibly positive influence on me, and it really has made a big difference in a positive way on my university experience. One thing I do really like about Enactus is that because it is a global organization, you do feel that sense of something bigger than yourself, but it allows you to operate in communities where you see that immediate change and you feel like it's small enough that you being one person can make that difference. It's so true. You can see what a global impact looks like through something like attending a world championship and seeing what those world champion teams are doing. But then you can go home and take the inspiration you receive from that, take the great ideas you have after attending that and experiencing that. And you can really apply it to your local community. And like you said, you see the impact you're making. I get to talk with the kids who are participating in Regenerate and I can actually ask them, how is this impact due? How has this made a difference? What do you see differently now? What does the world look like to you? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I can really see that we are having an impact on these kids. And even with our other projects, again, impacting the various different environments they're functioning in as well. Now, I know you were wondering um, a little bit more about what I saw Enactus Acadia looking like in the next five years. Yeah. So going beyond this one year time frame, I think, I, I hope that Enactus Acadia will continue to grow I've been really fortunate to have had an impact on the team and just to see it grow even over the past year. And I know that we are going to have an incredible leadership team even next year after I graduate. But I'm hoping we can redefine enough of what Enactus at Acadia is and really improve that 
mindset that people that mindset that idea that people have of what an actus is to be able to potentially make it something that on campus is big and as well known as the smile program mm -hmm. that's my dream is to see an actus be the next smile at acadia to have both programs still functioning at their absolute fullest but to have both programs functioning to the same mm -hmm. size and capability and maybe one day that happens Maybe one day an actus is something completely different. I don't know what it's going to be, but I just really hope that it continues to grow and continues to have some kind of impact on the community and on the environment here in Wolfville and Acadia. So what would you say to a student who maybe has an idea but is not sure about, you know, can it make an impact? How do I get going? What would you, what would you say to them? Absolutely. I'd say try to... So if it's something that you are you think could be a potential project for an actus, come to one of our meetings, come stop by Launchbox, which is top floor of Patterson Hall. Just take the elevator all the way to the top. We have an office space up there. Come talk to us about it. Let us know what you're interested in, and we can try to find a way to make it possible, to make it successful. And if it's your own business idea, your own business venture, then just do it. We're at the point in our lives where we are not tied down. We have so many possibilities we really can do anything that we want to do truly you can do anything and I think just going back to what we touched on earlier about the idea of social media having you know that place in our society where it is beneficial for everyone and being connected um, what kind of importance do you think that something like the internet and the idea of the world getting smaller through that global social connection what what kind of empowerment do you think that has for social entrepreneurship? So I think there's definitely positives and negatives to the concept of globalization. But I think looking at the positives, it really does allow you to become a more worldly and more experienced person. So you can travel more easily. You can really experience the world. And I know personally, I've learned more through travel than I have through my classes. That being said, I've still learned a lot from my <laughs> classes. <laughs> but Kitty University is very <laughs> beneficial. <laughs> but everything I've learned through travel and through just experiencing those different cultures and seeing how different people operate and seeing what business is like on the other side of the world, it's amazing. I'm really excited. I'm participating in Acadia's classes here, Business in Japan, and we're traveling to Japan to see what business is like there and how it's different from Canada. And I think that's huge. The fact that Acadia is offering that to students is amazing mm -hmm. and I think looking at social entrepreneurship and looking at just entrepreneurship in general having that opportunity to learn from various cultures around you and learn from the world is just going to give people that many more opportunities and help spark that many more great ideas in the future and I think it's really exciting too to know that if you want to go and start your business in the Philippines you can you can go to Australia and decide to set up shop there and become an entrepreneur there you're really not limited that being said there's probably more paperwork involved but it's possible <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> but it can definitely happen and you're not limited and you can hear more about what businesses across the world are doing whether you're traveling there or not the internet gives you access to that you can see those videos constantly shared on Facebook that there are people making an impact in their communities. Yeah, talking about lowering that barrier to entry. Absolutely, yeah. and it can just give you those ideas and that inspiration to start your own project or your own business somewhere. And you can do that with an actus. Yeah, come join us. So, on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up for today. Is there anything you want to put out there, Sarah, just that we didn't touch on already? that the listeners of Acadia might want to know about Enactus or about yourself? Sure. So if you're a student listening to this, please come and see what we do. 
There's no commitment required. You can just come and see what an activist is actually like, but we'd love to have you come join us at a meeting or come attend one of our professional development sessions and just come see what we're doing for real and what's actually going on in our space. And if you're a professor or someone in industry or just anyone else listening who's not a student, again, I encourage you to reach out to us. We're on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Just search an Actus Acadia and you should find us. Or feel free to send me an email if you'd like to. And I just, I want to know what you think. What do you think we can do? Do you have any ideas of how our projects can be bigger and better? We're open to all kinds of opinions and we really do want to know what ideas people have out there. So we'd love to work with you. We would love to have the opportunity to learn from you. And I really hope that you get in touch with me. Okay, well, thank you, Sarah. This is a great conversation. Thank you, DJ. And this has been the Axe Change Podcast. Everyone have a great day. The Axe Change Podcast is produced by the Fred C. Manning School of Business Administration. This is a volunteer production. If you would like to donate to support the Exchange podcast, please see Podcast under the News and Events tab on the business homepage at business.acadiau.ca. Thank you. The Exchange would like to thank Paul Callahan, Jonathan Campbell, Kendra Carmichael, Dwayne Curry, Ian Feltman, Mike Kennedy. Ryan McNeil, Michael Shepard, Connor Vibert, and Blake Ward. Music is Pickup Truck by Silent Partner. Access copyright free at the YouTube Audio Library. Follow the Exchange podcast on the News and Events tab on the business homepage or at SoundCloud under Exchange. Until next time, I'm Kazna Hines, yours in Acadia spirit.